You're listening to Da Vinci's Matrix, a podcast that brings together individuals from every aspect of the financial markets, from trading forex, stocks, futures, crypto, and real estate investing. Hi, my name is Da Vinci, hardest turned trader and now six-figure funded, mentored by Michael J. Huddleston. I'm also in the process of launching my first syndicate fund. Subscribe and follow for more. In the following episode, I'll be interviewing one of my first mentors, Kevin, from White Oak University, someone who's helped me tremendously when it came to my growth and development a while back. And boom, the man, the legend himself. How's it going, Kev? <laughs> Not too bad, man. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Glad you Am I a legend on. already? Holy yeah. smokes. <laughs> doing some great work on youtube and i definitely appreciate that and i think our listeners will too so oh, i think you are you a legend saying. man oh thank you for saying that i appreciate it of course, man. so how's everything been going so far <clears throat> everything is going really really well uh <clears throat> trading has been going good uh the school is growing we get more and more students a lot of people appreciating the stuff that we're doing we're starting to get into the options markets now uh, the alerts that I gave out in the options trades have been just you know, on fire. So no complaints. Everything's been going really well. Sounds great, man. So for uh, some of my listeners who don't know who Kevin is, so here's an individual. A couple months ago, I remember when I first got um, my FTMO account, the second week I almost blew it because I was over leveraging, trading under some market conditions I shouldn't be trading in. And now I remember, Kev, I reached out to you on Twitter and I asked for help. And you join uh, your YouTube live where you were teaching your students and we'll talk there. And over there, you basically dragged me and telling me I reap what I sow. And I was like, oh, that's kind of harsh. But that's what I needed to hear because at that time I was just so young and excited. I didn't know how to sit on my hands. And since then, that's, you know, that's one of the main things that, that stood out to me. Is the fact that you're actually willing and you actually did help me in a time of need, even though I didn't join the school. Mm. So I, I definitely appreciate that. It's one of those things you always remember. It's just these small acts of uh, kindness that I feel like they go a really long way. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast to mm. teach people and tell people about you and your story. I know maybe it's because you're from Canada. That's why you're so nice. And even <laughs> though I wasn't part of the school, you still helped me anyways. But I definitely appreciate that, man. Well, that's nice of you to say thanks. Of course, man. Okay, so for some of my listeners who don't know who you are, so tell us about yourself. You know, how you got started into trading and essentially how you, how you, I guess, climbed the ladder, becoming profitable and now even running the school. And you're doing a really great job with the school. I know a lot of, I see a lot of the reviews and the students saying so much good things about you. So mm-hmm. tell, tell the people, Kevin, so who are you, man? For someone who doesn't know, uh, I'm just a guy that was born in a big city in Toronto, and uh, we moved out to another city just outside Toronto. Grew up there. My father started a commercial cleaning business and uh, ran the business. Did well, so we provided pretty well for the family. 
And uh, I wanted to get into business because I saw my dad was doing well in business, so I wanted to get into business. So I went to college, took business, came out, started working with him, was running the business. But I soon realized that um, if you don't do what you love, you're not going to be successful in it. I mean, I could work hard, I could produce, and I could make the, the, the business work for me. But what I didn't like was having to respond to clients and dealing with staff and then you're dealing with different people's personalities and it was just a real struggle. So I've always been a curious guy so I like to learn and I realized that you know coming out of school I felt like I wasn't very intelligent and I was wondering why? Why did I feel like I wasn't so intelligent? So I started digging deep into you know what makes people intelligent like what are the super rich doing with their kids where are they sending their kids what kind of education are they getting and when they go to these private schools what are they learning what is it that they're learning so I started investigating these type of things and I learned a lot about what a certain fragment of society learns that the rest of society doesn't learn and I realized a lot of things about life a lot of things about the economy and business and and uh how to do well in in the world so i realized uh that you know at any moment the the carpet could be pulled from underneath me and if i was running a cleaning business and the economy took a dive it would affect me you know there was a lot of things that could affect my life and if i was going to start a family and have kids i wanted to be able to protect my family that was one of the key things that i needed to do so it got me thinking into you know i have to get into investing Uh, i could run a business but then You know, things can go badly for the business. How could I invest in something or what kind of business can I start that's recession proof? Something that I can put time and energy into and not have it taken away from me. So that got me into investing. Um, So I looked in online. I found this school in Toronto that taught uh, stock trading, options trading, currency trading. And I said, well, I got a successful business now. Let me take some of the money that I've made in profits and invest in, in trading education. So I took yeah. all their courses, spent a fortune, and uh, the information they gave was okay. Um, but when people ask me, what, what was the quality of the education? It's like, can you imagine teaching somebody how to drive a car, okay? <laughs> but you throw them in the middle of a big city and you don't teach them about the rules about driving. Okay, so now they know how to press on the gas and steer, but if they don't know anything about red lights and stop signs and crosswalks and all that stuff, and what side of the road you're supposed to drive on and all those things, you're going to smash up your car. And that was pretty much my experience. So the school I went to, they taught you how to drive the car to, to a certain extent, but they didn't teach you the rules of how to actually navigate and be successful. And so... I thought there was value in what they taught me, but I thought there was a lot of stuff missing in it. So, um, you know, my life experiences taught me that running a business wasn't very, uh, what wasn't the thing for me. Uh, And you had to deal with a lot of different characters, a lot of shadiness in business, a lot of kissing butt, a lot of doing things that I didn't want to do. I mean, you know, I, I try to hold myself to a certain standard, and if I feel like I have to drop below it just to get business, I don't feel very good about myself. So I had to make decisions in life that were, you know, am I going to do this for money or am I going to do this because it's the right thing to do? And the more I started focusing on doing the right thing, the more I was led into learning more about trading and making myself uh, self-sufficient 
uh, with, with trading. So, um, so I took it upon myself to take what I learned and expand on it in any way possible to figure out the mystery of the market. And that's, uh, that pr pretty much led me to learning about trading. And then losing a lot of money really sucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's always part of the process for some reason. Oh, it was terrible. Like you can't get around that. It, no, you can't. Everyone says the same thing. You cannot get around that. And I see a lot of people, you know, butthurt about losing money. But it's like there's a pattern here. You have to lose before yeah. you can actually gain something from the markets. Yeah. Well, it's like anything in life. You, you, you think you know something so well until life, you know, smacks you across the head and hurt you and then you realize oh maybe I'm not so smart and then you can either be bitter about it and it'll affect you for the rest of your life or you can look at it as a lesson and say well listen the world just smacked me across the head because it's telling me you've got it wrong you know in essence it's telling me don't do it that way figure out what you need to do so when I started looking at all my mistakes and all my losses in that way I looked at it as a challenge because I was living in the city, I was running a business, I was doing well with it, I didn't need to trade, but I knew for my financial future and for the well-being of my family, I needed to find a way to make money that I didn't have to rely on clients, customers, and the economy. And so um, so I said, well, you know what, I got to start focusing all my attention on learning how to trade. But the more attention I was focusing on trading, the less attention I was focusing on my business. So you can imagine, when you don't focus money, uh, your attention on a business, you start losing business. When my clients start realizing that I wasn't making them top priority, I started losing business. But I set myself up like that because I knew it was going to happen. And I knew I needed that fire under my butt to make me work harder to learn to trade. I knew there was no other option. Eventually, I, I came to realize that this really nice uh, place two hours north of the city, a cottage country, Muskoka, we're all, you know, some of the big celebrities and top business owners. They come and and they they come for the summer to to get out of the blistering heat of of, of down south and just come to relax because it's a beautiful place. Uh, I fell in love with the area and I said, you know what? Why don't I just move up there? If I move up there, I'll be so far away from my from the the, the buildings that we clean that I'll have no other option but to make it work. You still with me, brother? Yes, sir. Okay. There'll, there'll be no option but to make it work. So I moved my family up north to cottage country, a beautiful area. And then I was traveling once a week down to the city to take care of my business. But I knew I was burning my bridges and I did it on purpose because oh, yeah. I wanted to I wanted to tell myself there is no other option. You must make trading work. Yeah. And that is in line with my belief and things that I have been learning from studying philosophy which is one of the things that they teach in these private schools and, and for very good reason one of the things that you learn is if you focus your attention uh, so greatly on one thing which so much pure intention and so much uh, emotion you will achieve it but the problem is a lot of people don't want to devote themselves so so intensely to something they always want to leave a plan B or a plan C or a plan D, which means you don't have to really work on plan A to make it work. <laughs> so I, I, I focused my attention on this is going to work, and no matter what I have to do, I'll make it work. And you know, one step at a time, things started to come into place.
But yeah, I, de- I definitely love the fact that you talk about the commitment aspect, right? That's one thing you learn in philosophy a lot is the fact that you have to commit to something. And once you actually do, you take the leap of faith. And that's when every, all the opportunities start opening up and people start reaching out to you. You start learning different things. It's almost like you can't serve two masters. Let's say if you try to run the business and trade at the same time, mm-hmm. it wouldn't really be the same, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of the... I love the analogy you, you mentioned earlier, how it, they essentially taught, thought you had to steer and just how to drive, but none of the rules. Because that's one of the things I resonate with earlier on is, okay, they tell you buy low, sell high. Okay, that's basically it. Yeah. And then you have to understand risk management and psychology, which is the biggest thing. And trading is so complex. And at the time, it could be so simple. We just don't have the right education. The people on YouTube try to scam us. So that's why when I first reached out, when I first found out about you, and you're the first guy uh, that introduced me to the uh, commitment of traders report. Mm-hmm. And once I, I learned that, I'm like, okay, okay. So this this is a man I can trust, and he knows what he's talking about. Once I started seeing the results for myself, and that's yeah. when. That, coming profitable right when i started watching your stuff so i'm very grateful to you man yeah yeah well the commitment of traders report i mean when i first was told about it i was like wait a minute so you mean to tell me the biggest traders in the world they have to provide their positions (laughs) i mean you're basically telling me what's going on well yes but you have to know how to use the information because if I just came up to you out of nowhere and said, hey, I'm long 100,000 contracts on the euro and I'm short 20,000 contracts on the euro, you'd say, oh, okay, so you're more long. So you think it's going to go up. So I should just buy. If you look at it through those simplistic ways, it's not going to work. And so you have to put it in the correct context. So when I was uh, learning about how the banks uh, move price along the charts, and the massive manipulation that takes place in the markets, I realize, wait a minute, you can't be focusing on the news, you can't be focusing on the so-called experts that are so readily available to us because they're gonna work against you. I mean, if the big banks need to get into a position, they need you to give those positions to them, right? Who are they gonna buy it off of? Their other banking friends? They're all in it together. (laughs) Of course Uh, not, right? So yeah. they need you to get – they need to sucker people into those positions to help them uh, organize their portfolios, right? So if they want to get in long euro, they need you to to, to sell the position to them. So, um, you know, it's so simplistic what they say, buy low, sell high. The reason why it's so simplistic is because at the end of the day, those who control the markets, they don't want you and I to know how the markets work, okay? Absolutely That's the not. bottom line. And it's the same principle when it comes to life in general. Those who um, hold great power over uh, society, they don't want you to know the reality of the world, which is why you have to be part of a very rich family, a very well-to-do family that has you know, good ties to get into uh, the really – um the really um what's the word i'm looking for exclusive private schools because <laughs> you have your private schools that if you had 100 g's you could send your kid to oh yeah and then you have your private schools that unless 
you know, you have relatives that have gone there, you're you not going get there. In. Yeah, you know it's like a little billionaire club, man. Yeah, you're not going to go there. And the reason being is because when you get inside those schools, what they're teaching you is they're teaching you what you need to know so that eventually when you come out, <clears throat> you can take positions of power <clears throat> and you know how to wield that power. You know your place in society. You know that if you are the CEO of a bank, that you hold a certain responsibility being that CEO of the bank, which means you have to understand <clears throat> insider secrets about the banking industry and be okay with being a, a manipulator in society. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, so, of... Sorry. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> so when I realized that these, these private schools, what they teach is so essential, just to, to navigate through life uh, successfully. Um, what was interesting is the techniques that I was using to extract information from the markets, I didn't realize they were the same techniques that a, philo a philosopher would use to extract truth from reality. I didn't know that at the time. It just came to me naturally. It logically, when I was trying to figure out the markets and how they work, I was just logically putting pieces of the puzzle together. And then at the same time, or I should say afterwards, I slowly started getting involved in philosophy because when I was researching what is it that they're teaching in these private schools that these people come out and they're so successful, I started realizing that philosophy is one of those things that they were teaching. A so I was like, all right. It, right. Sorry? Yeah, a big part of it, right? Like the philosophy. Huge part of it. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, why? Like, who cares? These old people thousands of years ago were talking about some <laughs> – BS. Like, who cares? That was years ago. Why, why would that have anything to do with now? Well, it has everything to do with everything, now. Absolutely everything. Everything to do with now. Because what they were talking about was the very nature of reality. Why we think the way we do. How do we interpret information? How do we collect data and come to a conclusion about that data? If you're not able to do that, you will never figure out the markets. Period. And so when I started learning philosophy, I was like, holy smokes, you mean what I've been doing, collecting data about the markets and then logically figuring out what that means and then taking that knowledge that I'm gaining and applying it to charts so that I can determine where the banks are going to get in, where they're going to take profits and all these other key pieces of information that I need to be successful in the markets. If I just work on this, I can build you know, a huge knowledge base of information about the markets that will greatly benefit my trading. Absolutely. And so when I realized, wow, I'm onto something big, I realized there is no other trading education out there that was doing this. I, I had I had never seen anybody even relate, re relate philosophy and the teachings of philosophy to how to extract information about the markets. Everybody's just always talking about trend lines and support and <laughs> resistance and, oh, you know, EAs, auto and trading. And, you know, that's basically like the, the difference between going to a school and they teach you about trend lines, support and resistance, EAs, Bollinger Bands, RSI, all this other stuff, all these other indicators, okay? It's like you come to me and you say, hey, Kev, I'd really like to understand what's happening in the world today. 
and I say, no problem, turn on CNN. No problem. Uh, look at, just turn on the TV and go to your very popular mainstream media news site and whatever they say, believe it. It's so manipulated. Okay. Whatever they say, believe it. Even if they say something that doesn't make sense, don't think about it. Just believe what they say. If it doesn't make any sense, don't worry about the fact that it doesn't make any sense. Just believe it. Okay. And so that's like, you know, learning about Bollinger Bands and, you know, RSIs and moving averages. It doesn't make sense. Okay. Somebody says, oh, look, price is going to be below the 20, uh, 20 period moving average. So what? What does that mean? That it's bearish? Nothing. How do you know Absolutely it's bearish? Nothing. You don't know the context of where that's happening within. If you don't know the context of why that's happening, how could you ever know what the hell is going to happen? You can't know. All right. Impossible. So now you go to a private school, this this exclusive school that is teaching you how to think, how to collect data and extract that data into something that makes logical sense. How do you figure out what the logic of something is? You're given all these these tools and these skills and these abilities. Now you come up to me and say, hey, how am I supposed to know? about what's happening in the world. How can I educate myself about what's happening in the world? Now I can say, turn on the TV, watch CNN, watch NBC, open up your, your, your popular newspapers, read the stories, collect all the data. Now think to yourself, does CNN have any reason to be telling you this, this narrative? Who owns CNN? How do they make their money? What commercials are, are posted in between breaks on CNN? What corporations run those commercials? What, what do those corporations want you to believe? Are the narratives in those stories aligned with what those corporations who advertise on CNN want you to believe? And just by doing that analysis, you'll start to see the truth. You'll start to see the reality. Okay, so when you know that the markets are heavily manipulated and it, it, it's, it's a fight between the big banks, the big investors versus the average person, then you know the manipulation works the same way. Okay, what you're going to see on TV, they're not going to really tell you what's happening. Okay, when we get into a, a trade like Moderna coming off of an institutional area of buying, Okay, an area on the chart that we located that we said this is an area where the institutions will start buying. Price comes down into it. You look on the news, and they'll give you every reason in the world oh, why yeah. Moderna is dropping. I just love that part. Yeah, they make up anything, they, anything, anything, anything. It's, anything. it's so idiotic. Yeah, it's like market goes up, they bring something else later, saying, "Oh, that's why it went up." It's exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> Right. And, and if you believe it, you'll fall prey to 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 what they're trying to do when it's coming down into a demand zone. Guess what the news is? It's the worst thing. Moderna. They may not get the uh, 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 the uh, uh, the authority to uh, or the um, the go ahead to to produce their shots or, you know, some bad news, whatever. They'll come out with anything negative. Why? Because they want you to sell. Moderna stock. Okay, and why do they want you to sell? Because price is coming into an area that we located on the charts. CNN didn't tell me where the buying zone is. 
Okay? <laughs> Nobody told me. CNBC didn't tell me the buying zone. Nobody told me the buying zone. You know how I know the buying zone? Because I've spent countless hours collecting information about the markets, be thinking logically about it, thinking critically about it, testing it over and over and over again until I saw rhyme and reason. And I built a set of uh, concepts and principles that I know I can apply to the charts to extract truth from what is taking place on the charts. And so I was able to locate a buying area for Moderna. And when price is coming down to it, I look at the news and it's like, oh, this is the worst thing in the world. I'm like, oh, there we go again. Same thing. <laughs> you know, once you know what's really happening in the markets, you can just watch what the news says. And it's always in line with what's really happening, meaning they're going to make it look so bad because the institutions need to come in and buy. And if they're going to buy, they need people to sell. And Absolutely. so, you know, the longer I've been doing this, the more I've seen time and time again that this is exactly how the game is played. So so when I saw that this was huge, I was like, whoa, this is just unbelievable. Uh, and I was sharing this information freely on social media. And then people were like, oh, you got to teach us this stuff because this is just crazy. <laughs> what you're teaching, your analysis, your forecast, this is just unbelievable. And I was like, well, shoot, that's going to take a lot of my time if I'm going to start doing that. So I started the school, and um, it's just been incredible ever since. So many people joined, uh, and the feedback was amazing. And piece by piece, I didn't know what I was doing when I first started it, but it was just like, hey, I'll just trust in God that he will give me the guidance to do what I need to do. I won't be perfect, but I'll learn along the way. And whatever mistakes I make, I'll work on those mistakes and, and try to do better. And it's just been going up since then. Yeah, key word there, uh, trust in God. And that's one of the things that helped me tremendously. There's been days where I, don't even, I didn't even know what I was doing. But it was just this one thing saying, okay, God got your back just keep going don't turn back don't second guess this just keep pushing forward and time and time again he's proven me right so far that's why i always try to think and tell uh, young traders um if you don't really have a higher uh purpose someone who you believe in it doesn't have to be god whatever you believe in just something bigger than yourself that you think is going to give you that extra boost when you need it it's going to be really hard when it comes to trading, because there's been, there's going to be days where London's terrible and New York's terrible, and there's nothing else to do. There's, you can't turn to your friends, family, wife, coworker, whoever. Your dog can't help you. But if you have that relationship with God, that the man you can always turn to, just give him all your troubles and he'll take away the load. And that will help your trading tremendously. And that's one of the things I realized with all the good and really great traders is that they have a somewhat relate a good relationship with god it's like because it helps so much right just having faith in someone bigger than you, yourself and that he's going to give you everything you need because in the beginning i i'm pretty sure you never thought you would know all, all that you know now right no. going to that small school you never imagined you would make it this far and learn so much but yet look how far you've come and you're a really good trader especially the school the fact that you have most of this stuff on youtube for anyone to go out there and um i'll put the link of the school uh that way you guys can go check it out but i definitely recommend you guys checking it out because the stuff that kevin uh, is talking about here and how 
the narrative, what the news is saying. They're they're not trying to help you. It's a zero sum game, right? Like they don't want you to win. People think, oh, the indicators are here. They're like uh, mathematical tools. They're here to help me and make me profitable. Well, ninety percent of traders aren't making money, and it's pretty clear ninety percent are using these tools. So logically, it makes no sense why someone trying to use Bollinger Bands with RSIs and a combo with all kinds of moving averages, they think that's going to make them profitable. Well, it doesn't. It's, you really have to sit down and think about it. When you see what the news is saying, I remember uh, when I first started trading, I would try to trade with the news. If the news says this, I would buy. If it says that, I would sell. And as you can guess, Kev, it did not go well. And one of the <laughs> tools that you use, um, I, I also learned from you, is how uh, you utilize um, the MyFX book uh, uh, market sentiment and seeing how if 80% of uh, uh, traders are bullish on, uh, let's say, the pound dollar, what's typically going to happen, it's not going to go up because 80% of traders are long, right? It, it typically does the opposite. And that's one of the things... I utilize when it comes to my analysis and seeing where the market is likely to go. Because most of these guys are not making the money. They're getting their stop loss are getting hit. So I try to go against them. And that's one of the things in the beginning, I was in a forum from trading view. And a dude said that in the chat. He literally came in. He was like, if 90% of you guys are long, I'm going short. And I'm not, like, well, that's stupid. That was I was like 17 years old, uh junior in high school. I'm like that makes no sense because I, I believed in the whole narrative that you know buying pressure make prices go up and but that's really not true uh, i remember one thing I, I don't know if you remember a couple months ago with the whole amc stock thing mm-hmm. remember with gamestop everything if you think about it buying pressure must have been really high everybody was buying but yet it crashed well, how does that work like, do people actually think about things from that first principle basis and seeing how they don't want you to win? Whatever you're seeing on the internet, on Instagram, the gurus are telling you it's a bad pattern. That means it's going to go up, head and shoulders. It's deeper than that. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on because the way you apply sound logic to your charting, it makes so much sense. And I only wish people could understand that and not overcrowd their charts with the uh, all the indicators thinking that's going to answer all, all their problems. And sometimes you'll see people have so many indicators, you can't even see the candlesticks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How are you supposed to trick? It's insane, man. It's so it's, it's one of those things. I'm like, guys, you have to open your eyes. And if you want to be profitable, you have to see things for what they are. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the world isn't going to help you. CNN isn't going to help you. It never did and it never will, man. These people... They're, they're serving a higher purpose. They're not here to help you make money. They're here to take it from you. Right. You know, and that's one of the things I'm hoping this episode will clear up and seeing the narrative, applying sound logic, why a certain asset class goes up and why it goes down and why you should probably never trust the news when it comes to trading or anything else, honestly, because the news is not reliable. Not at all. It's like it, we, we've seen it time and time again now. People still believe in it. You see people still binge watch. The new, especially older people, but it's, it's one of those destructive uh, activities, man. And especially as a trader, believing everything you see, that will destroy you. The yep. gurus, your friends on Twitter who say they make this amount, all these indicators, it will destroy you, man. Okay, Kevin. So one of the questions I wanted to ask you, because 
there's a lot of new traders coming into this space, especially post uh, coronavirus. A lot of people learn uh, about trading through Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok, and all these different social media platforms. Let's say for a new trader, a 20-year-old uh, in university who wants to get started in trading, what advice would you give them? What, what I guess, um, what skills do you think would be really important for them to learn before undergoing and taking on this task? Because trading isn't easy. It's not easy at, like they sell it to you on Instagram. It's not easy like people try to sell you on YouTube. So what skills do you think a young man or a lady should should have to make it in this industry, man? Well, there's a few things I'd say. The thing is, when talking to a 20-year-old, what really gets them excited is money, fast cars, and ladies. <laughs> okay? And unfortunately, those three things will make you bankrupt. All right? Sad, That's man. just the be-all, end-all. And I can tell you that, but you're going to still do the wrong thing. So the first thing I'd say is let me give you the advice and then you do what you're going to do anyways. But when you do it, do it with as little money as possible because you're going to lose it all. Okay. So if you fund an account and you want to be a big player, make sure it's a small account because you're going to lose it all. So let your first mistakes be small. And then when, when life humbles you and the market humbles you and you're sick and tired of losing and then you actually want to see results, then you can go back to the advice that I'm going to give you and take it serious. So the first thing I do is I'd learn about critical thinking and logical thinking. Okay, There's, there's something in um, these private schools that they teach. It's a, it's a methodology of teaching called the trivium. Okay? T-R-I-V-U-M trivium something like that t-r-i-v-i-u-m the Hope trivium you guys are writing this down man yeah so you type in the trivium and you'll learn it's it's broken down into three stages there's the um grammar logic and rhetoric stage those three stages are are the three stages that you need to go through to learn anything anything you need to know this if you're young if you want to survive in this world and you want to prosper and you want to do well, okay? Money, cars, fame, mansions, all that stuff are the result of applying these these skills in your life for the right reasons, okay? You, you can be wealthy. You can have a nice home. You can have a good life. You can have all that stuff, but you need to incorporate these skills in your life for the right reason. If you don't do it for the right reason, you won't have those things. If you do it for the right reasons, you'll have those things. It basically comes to that. So learn about the trivium. Learn about those three stages. Those three stages basically are how to collect information, how to make sense of that information, and how to have that information make you wise, okay? Like, you collect information, you make sense of it, and now how can you use that information to make you money? Okay, that's how you would apply it to the markets. In life, it's you collect information, you make sense of inf that information, how can you apply it to your life so that you can be a better person, a better friend, a better father, a better husband, a better soccer player, hockey player, whatever you want to do in life. So that's the first thing I would focus on. Secondly, make sure whatever you're learning is, is something that's in line with reality. Because if you're learning to trade the wrong way, 
10 years from now, you're just going to be really good at losing. Okay. <laughs> All right. And if you're going to spend 10 years learning something, learn something that is based in reality and based in truth. Because when you're applying the concepts and principles that we do at the school and the methodology that we use of doing the analysis, five years from now, you're going to be way more advanced than you are right now. Okay. And then five years later, you're going to be 10 times more advanced than you were five years prior. And that's how it works. But if you're learning something the wrong way, you're not going to gain more knowledge. All you're going to know is what doesn't work. Okay. But you're going to keep on doing things the wrong way. That's why you can be trading for 10 years, but if you're doing it the wrong way, you're not going to be successful. I, we get students at the school all the time. I've been trading 10 years, 15 years. I still can't consistently make money. Well, because you're, you're, you're looking at the wrong things and you're doing it the wrong way. Oh, yeah. And then we have traders who come with no experience whatsoever. They start off doing it the right way. A year later, they're trading profitably. And their analysis is ridiculous. It's like so good. Major it's because you, you got to be focused on doing the right thing. So that's what I would say. Don't listen to the stuff about the, oh, learn this simple technique and this Bollinger Band strategy and you'll be driving a Ferrari in six months because it doesn't work that way. And you can believe me or not, it's up to you. If you don't believe me, you're going to waste your time, but you're going to learn some valuable lessons. You're going to learn that those things don't work. So focus on the, the trivium, the strategies that are necessary to actually learn and that will empower you in all aspects of your life. And then when you know that, when you know how to criticize something and think logically about something, then no matter where you, de you, you decide you want to get your education from, you'll be able to see what it is that they're teaching, collect the information about it, and come to your own conclusion whether or not it's valuable or not. You don't need me to tell you what we're teaching is valuable. I don't need to tell you that. You know, I, I don't have to tell you that because if you if you knew how to analyze information, you'd be able to come and see the videos that we post for free on YouTube and see the education that we offer. And you'd say, wait a minute, I can think critically and logically about what this guy's doing and what he's doing makes sense. It makes sense. And I can see the grand, you know, uh, the grand plan for this 10 years from now. Where am I going to be in my trading if I was to apply this? to discovering how the markets work and then you go to somewhere else and they're teaching you about Bollinger Bands and you know simple candlestick patterns oh, and you're yeah. like wait a minute that candlestick pattern in one context can work out very well but you have to understand the context where those candlestick patterns are appearing in Absolutely. if you don't understand that then how are you going to be consistent so this is what i mean about being a critical thinker and thinking logically if you're able to do that then no matter what trading school you go to you'll be able to see the flaws in what they're teaching and so that's what i'd focus on because that will lead you in the right direction man this stuff is so powerful this understanding the context right and one of the the things i like about what you just said is the fact that you can use this throughout your life too it's not just in trading it's in your relationships how you interact with the people at work yeah. at walmart anywhere and even understanding okay i'm i'm pretty sure in canada right now if you're not vaccinated you can't leave the country right yeah and once you start seeing these things for what they truly are we're not doing any politics here but when you see the whole COVID thing the economy everything how there there's starting to be a lot of food shortages 
when you critically think about these things, you kind of see what's going on. You see the underlying narrative. You don't see CNN posting about food shortages. You don't see them warning you about everything that might be coming. But once you actually apply sound critical thinking, you start finding the answers uh, for yourself, right? You don't need someone to hold your hand exactly. throughout the, the whole way. And that's exactly. one of the things I really love about, uh, especially you and Michael, uh, Inner Circle Trader. I remember I found you guys about the same week. It was, it's like a blessing from God. I remember it was like 3 a.m. I'm up late. And I was still, I was like a senior in high school. So I'm up late just trying to take Forex, Forex notes on YouTube, just watching every possible YouTube video. And I came across uh, your YouTube channel. It's one of those uh, moments, the music you had, I'm like, this is different. And the charging work, it was so aesthetically pleasing to my eyes. And for a guy like me, I paint and I draw a lot. And I used to customize shoes and do designs and stuff. Hence nice. why I have the name uh, Da Vinci. So I really okay. appreciate these things. And then <laughs> I started charging, I'm like, this is beautiful. So, and that had nothing to do with sound logic, but it was just like, ah, and then the music in the background. I'm like, let me watch this. It was like an hour long video. I think it was about uh, supply and demand, one of your most popular videos. And the first 10 minutes, I'm like, this is important. I need to get my notebook. <laughs> yeah, 3 a.m., man. 3 a.m., I'm taking notes and I uh, subscribe to the channel. And then I was watching more and more of your, of your videos and I learned about the COT report. And from there, the algorithm, which is, it's, I think it's all because of God, started recommending some of Inner Circle uh, Traders stuff. And I found ICT, and I was just learning so much. And at the time, I was really into real estate. And for a guy like me, I was just forcing myself to do it since I was like, okay, this is something I could potentially be good at. But this, the fact that talking to people and people have different moods and you can't really predict what, what they're going to do. I, and I'm, I was just comparing and contrasting trading or real estate. Trading is essentially me against me in real estate. I really have no control over, over right. what other people are going to do, whether exactly. or not they're going to sell their house. I'm not, trading is the best option. Exactly. This is the best option. And since then, I made the commitment. You know, I was, I was trying to serve, you know, two gods. I'm like, I will be trading. I'm a full-time trader. And of course, there's been times where I, I quit my job after my first three months of learning how to trade. I quit my job saying I'm a, I'm a trade full time. As you can guess, I lost all my money, went back to work, and then I tried to quit my job again. Just me being a kid and being excited, lost all my money again and went back. And that's when I started finding consistency when I found uh, you and Inner Social Trader. And I, I, I passed my FTMO. And I remember that week after I talked to you, <laughs> my account was at like 93,000 or something, maybe even uh, less. And I was like, oh God, I, I can't believe I'm going to lose this account. I just got it a week and a half ago. And because of my youth and misjudgment and me just, I guess, being naive and not understanding the markets. And you know, one of the things that was killing me is adding to a losing position. It's one of those things, right? You know how to drive. But the rules, the regulations, where to make these turns, these U-turns, right turns only. These things I didn't know. I didn't know I'm not supposed to add to a losing position. Because <laughs> I just thought, hey, that's an entry, you know. I got an entry out that was too high. I got at an even better price. That's a discount. Well, no, price was 
continuing to, to bleed, man. And it was bleeding with my account. It's, it's these small lessons. Week in, week out, I'm learning these lessons. And one of the things I learned um, from Marcus Aurelius, that's why I'm really starting to get into philosophy, man, because it makes so much sense. Once you see things through their, through their lens and what they've understood about the world uh, thousands of years ago, you start seeing things a lot differently and seeing these challenges. It's all about perception. My stop loss get hit. Sure, I could cry about it. I could be mad and try to go to sleep and ruin my day. But how about I just look at it for what it truly is? Why did this trade not go my way? Analyze it. Why did my stop loss get hit? Why did I enter here? And trying to learn everything possible and try to master your own craft. And at the end of the tunnel, it makes it so much sweeter just knowing that this, you didn't get it easily. Imagine if it was that easy to just throw two moving averages and RSI on the charts and boom, you get a Ferrari after six to, uh, to a year. Everyone would have it, right? Right. Would it really be worth it at, at that point? No, this is hard. This is definitely hard. One of the hardest things you could possibly do, but so rewarding. And that's one of the things I really love. And one thing Marcus Aurelius was just talking about, he lost like a bunch of sons and daughters. He lost his mom, his dad. And throughout meditations, one of his books, he never mentioned any of that stuff. There was a whole play going around. He kept a positive attitude, just talking about waking up and how you're going to encounter the day and having a positive attitude. I used to think when waking up, oh, I'm probably going to lose a lot of money trading today. And I <laughs> actually did. Because one of the quotes I learned as a young man when I was about 14 years old was, what we determine, uh, what we believe determines what we make true. And when I read that quote, the dude said, write this down. It's going to come useful. Three, five years later, I'm out here thinking about it. I'm like, oh, that's what he meant. Once I started waking up saying, okay, I'm going to have a good day trading today. It started happening. I was essentially manifesting it. Not in a way just saying, oh, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get that, and not actually putting any actions into the universe just to uh, facilitate everything coming towards me. But in the sense of I'm putting in the work, I have the positive attitude, and I'm watching the videos, Kev. I'm coming to uh, your, your live sessions. I'm watching Inner Circle. I'm taking notes, and I'm spending time back testing. When you put all these things together, you, you have to start seeing results at some point. Exactly. Yeah, man. So it's, it's really great trading and the fact that we can actually sit here and talk about this stuff. Because 100 years ago, this was essentially impossible. I'd exactly. have to write you a letter. And we, I, I live in South Florida, and you're, you're all the way in Canada, and we can talk about our experiences, and mainly yours, since you have so much, and I'm just trying to learn from the best, and I'm just so grateful to actually have honest people on YouTube and being able to find, find you. Because you see these guys saying, oh, 95% or 99% accuracy, and these guys have 3 million views on their YouTube videos. It's a seven-minute video, but your video, an hour long, just under a couple thousand talking about the cot report some of the most powerful uh, smart money tools out there but yet you don't get the means of views because you don't use that uh how do you call it you know uh, the clickbait the clickbait exactly. trying to get the new traders and try to trick them into joining uh, your signal services or whatever exactly. and that's what it's about and just being and saying things for what they are and seeing okay, the news is not trying to help you guys and telling us that. 
Because I remember time and time again, I can't remember if uh, a couple months ago when Gold took a hit, you called it and then you showed you you showed the news and how they made some type of narrative saying that's why Gold is plummeting. Right. Oh, it's 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 so comical seeing how they have an answer for everything that happens right. in the market, but only yeah. afterwards, right? Only yeah. five minutes, an hour later, they have the answers. They can never tell what's going to go up and what's going to go down. So it's one of those things. I just, I love trading so much. It's so worth it. And to finish uh, my, my, how my account was at 93,000, putting faith in God, just taking that rest of the week off. The next week, I came back and made 7,000. The week after that, I came back and made 5,000. And I ended my first month as a funded trader, at, I think, 3% after being down 7% on the account or even more, I think. And it was just insane. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then the next month, I remember two weeks after graduating um, graduating high school, I got my biggest check in my life. I made my first 15,000 from trading. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, this is the truth. And I could only imagine how hard it would be trying to make these type of returns if it weren't for guys like you and ICT on YouTube who are providing this information for uh, traders like me. So I'm very grateful. That's why I wanted to have you on. That way other people can actually get to learn and understand these things. Because I, I, I feel like for me, it's just by luck, sheer luck, because the algorithm just recommended one of your videos to me at 3 a.m. when I, I'm watching other videos. It, it, that's just an act of God. And I'll forever be grateful to God most of all but just being able to do that and the opportunity that trading gives gives you that's why i think it's very worth it to get into trading but you really have to understand what you're getting into and applying sound logic so going on youtube going on google the instagrams the tiktoks they're gonna tell you buy buy low sell high but is that really what it is it's really not and that's why i think having guys like you around to teach us about these things is really powerful one of the question yes I, w I wanted to ask you because a lot of i know a lot of struggling traders who essentially know what trading is and how to trade and stuff like that but there's a struggling trader who can't seem to find consistency yet what advice would you give them um you have to ask yourself why you're trading to begin with if you're trading to make money you're you're not going to find consistency because you're doing it for the wrong reasons like I said, you know, uh, trading for me, uh, I, I, I was losing money consistently for a long time. So I wasn't trading for the money. I was trading to, to, to solve the problem of the market, to figure out how do, I, how do I figure out this puzzle so that I can allow it to provide for my family and for the future of my children. So that was the reason why I wanted to learn this puzzle. And I loved figuring out puzzles. I loved the mystery of it. You know, when I was a young kid, I was into magic and I loved watching magicians on TV. And I was always fascinated with how they did what they did. So 
I would watch it. There was no internet back then. So I would watch the magician perform a trick. And I would record it on my VHS tape and I'd play it back 1300 times until I could see what it was he was doing and why he was doing it. And why was he moving that way? And why was he pointing with his hand like that? And why did that woman dance and, 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 and flash her boobs right in front of the magician at that very moment? I knew there was reasons for these things. I just had to figure it out. Right. Yeah. And so, that process of trying to figure out something is what made me very interested in the puzzle of the market. So my interest in trading is just to figure out the, the puzzle and to be very good at it. And so that's what drives me every day and that's what makes me work and put in the work that's required to become better. The, the money aspect is just – it's a byproduct of all the other stuff, you know? Learning to trade, learning how to find trades, learning how to get into trades, the, the having the mental, uh, emotional stability to, to sit through a trade while it goes up and down, all that stuff comes, you know, as a byproduct of doing the work. But the reason why I'm doing the work, it's not for the money, to be honest with you. It's not for the money. If it was for the money, I would have left this business a long time ago. I mean, what other business do you get into that you work on it for many years and you can't consistently make a profit that you would still stay in it? You wouldn't. You know, a yeah. business, the first two years, you don't make money. Okay. Or maybe the first year you don't make money because you have to recoup all the costs, right? But you're not going to sit in the shop for a whole six months and not make a penny, right? Otherwise, yeah. you'd be like, maybe this is not for me. But yeah, in trading, not only do you not make a penny, you lose money. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> if you're doing it for the money, it's not going to work out so well, okay? Because when you do it for the money, you're going to chase after the wrong education sites. You're going to chase after the wrong, uh, you know, uh, people with the, the wrong motivational uh, memes. And you're just not going to do it for the right reasons. So you're not going to get the right results. But if you do it because you love charting, you love figuring things out. You love to challenge yourself. You love to journal in your journal and, and acquire information and acquire knowledge. If those are the reasons why, the the consistency and the profits will just automatically come in time. Yeah, that's so powerful, man. That's so powerful. And when you mention journal, it's like one of those buzzwords. Before I got into trading, I was, I was never big into journaling. But... Once I started journaling in my trading, I started journaling my day-to-day, -day, how I feel when I wake up, how I feel before I go to bed, and started journaling throughout my whole day. And as I learned more about philosophy, I see how all the stoics, that's, that was one of their routines, just journaling. And that's why trading goes hand-in-hand -hand with uh, philosophy so much. That's why when you mentioned it, I was so happy to hear it because it's one of those things I'm like, they go so well together. It's like you journal everything. It's like you're studying something. You're studying life itself and the markets and how they operate and all these seasonal tendencies and stuff. And I just love that so much. And one thing I, I find funny in trading is how you can also lose money instead of making it. Not just lose money, but all of your money. No other business does that, right? Any instant, if you make the wrong mistake, the wrong lot size, 
your whole account can be gone in a matter of seconds, man. It's almost like it doesn't respect the laws of um, equivalent exchange. It's like the first law of alchemy. For a human being to gain something, you know, sacrifice something of equal value, blah, blah, blah. So we understand we need to sacrifice the present for the future. But in trading, that doesn't necessarily go hand in hand. It doesn't necessarily apply the same way. Sure, you, if you put the a trade and you don't put a stop loss, yeah, things can go very badly. But on the other hand, if you apply a sound logic and critical thinking and you actually learn the craft itself, you journal, you back test, and you learn from the right individuals and now you know these meme sites. And one thing I remember earlier on is guys trading NFP, random people on YouTube, influencers out here just buying and selling assets just randomly at 830 because it's NFP. It's like a gamble. And you see thousands of people go live with them doing the same thing, just gambling. It's like, how do you expect to do this at a high level for a living like that? By trading just completely on impulses, you, you're, not, you're, not, you're not even sure what's going to happen, but you're just going to risk your money out there just like that. So that's one of the things I think people need to really think about. So, Kev, one of the things I wanted to do in the podcast is to ask you, just three random questions, absolutely random. There's really no context, but just to ask you these questions and, and see uh, and get so that the audience gets to know you better. So the first one would be, what do you like to spend with? Uh, how do you like to spend your free time, man? Like, what do you like to do? I know you enjoy being with your family and that's definitely great. I'm trying to be a family man, you know, one day too. So what do you like to do? Um, so my free time, I like to spend time with my family like you said obviously that's always number one uh i like to garden in the summertime i like to spend time outside with nature because being in my office staring at charts and figuring out the puzzle of the markets is very intensive and uh so my brain needs to relax so i focus on whatever i need to do to relax my brain so being outside gardening family reading um uh, and then in the evenings before bed, I'll either read or I like to watch um, a show once in a while. Like, you know, I don't like to skim through the TV and just look for random things to watch. The type of shows I like to watch, I like to watch like uh, period dramas. So shows that take place, you know, early 1900s or 1800s or wow. that type of era. Because I think there's something lost in society today where we've just untapped from uh, from our humanity and we're so all about cell phones and data and it's technology true. and Facebooks and disconnection and, you know, being bombarded with messages left, right and center. And I think your brain is so powerful that you could be easily influenced by the things that you watch. So if you're not very careful with the shows that you watch, there's a lot of hidden messages in these shows <laughs> that will be implanted into your brain that will, you know, make you less of a, of a human being and make you less successful and make you less kind. So I like to be very careful with the type of shows that I watch. I spend a lot of time investigating different types of shows, who makes the shows, what's the show about, what's the overall theme of the show. And I found a lot of period drama shows are really good. Um, so when I do want to entertain myself by watching TV, I watch very specific shows that I've handpicked that I know 
at the end of the show, I'm going to go to bed feeling better about myself, feeling enthusiastic about the day, wanting to work more, wanting to be a better father, better husband, better friend, better human being. Those are the things I want to be brainwashed with after watching those TV shows. So that's the type of stuff I do uh, on my off time. Oh, man. <laughs> I appreciate that so much. How You mentioned how you do your research. Because I remember last year when COVID first happened, I was just bored at the house, just like most people. And I started watching Lucifer. And then I watched the first season and the second season. That's when I started getting into, into philosophy and thinking from a first principle basis. So now I see a tree. I don't just see the tree and the leaves. I try to see the roots and even deeper than that. I try to analyze everything. And sometimes I end up in this spiral where I'm zoning out, but it's just, I'm understanding so much about nature and other people now. It, I just love it so much. And the show, after watching it, I started just questioning everything. Okay, tall, br dude with a British accent, very well dressed, his name Lucifer, and apparently he does not lie. He's an honest man. And they're portraying the devil, whether or not you believe in God, Mm. They're, they're telling you the devil is a good guy that's helping the FBI catch bad guys. <laughs> and they do it in such a... Oh, oh man. It's, you would have to watch this show to understand where I'm coming from. It is absolutely insane how they get away with that. Yeah, The dude... Oh, my God. Once I saw it for what it was, and that's when around the same time I deleted the Instagram, the Snapchat, the TikTok... And not only have Twitter, because I started seeing everything that's essential. They have something behind all of it. Just the fact that they have the guts to paint the devil as a tall dude with a British accent, loving, handsome. The dude is handsome, well-dressed. He's super rich, living in a penthouse. And for some reason, he does not lie. He's the most honest person on earth. It's like that's contrary to what I've been thought about the devil. But in Hollywood, they sell you this. And it's it's been five seasons now. And there's I'm pretty sure there's millions of people watching that show on, on Netflix. And they just see it as some type of entertainment. Oh, yeah, he catches bad guys. But are you really seeing it, though? Are you seeing the bigger picture? Are you seeing what they're selling you, man? It's just insane. And one of the things you mentioned is that the social media and stuff like that and how you need to understand what you're consuming yourself with. And that's why I try to do my research and see what I spend my time with. Because uh, one of the uh, guys I look up to a lot is Jeremy Peterson. And one of uh, his rules from 12, uh, 12 Rules for Life was compare yourself to who you and not who someone is today. It's like, it's not fair to me, right? To try to compare myself to you. Because you've been doing this for way longer than I have, and your success is far higher, and you've achieved more in the markets than me. So for me to expect myself to be trading like you and understanding the COT report like you do, that's doing myself a disservice, and that's when you get to, you, you're depressed and you're not happy with who you are. You feel like you're not worth anything, and sometimes you even become suicidal once you start comparing yourself to all these people, especially the gurus. The guy is trying to sell you these things, selling you the lifestyle. That's how they get you. Show me the picture of drinking a margarita by the beach. And you think <laughs> that's what life is. And if you really think about it, critical thinking, how many margaritas can you drink at the beach? 
how long can you stay at the beach before you get sunburned? <laughs> you, you can't do that stuff for too long. But people think that's what life is about. And these are just yeah. highlights, man. Like, I think some of my fondest memories are just studying the charts and back testing. Just back testing. And that's where, that's where I'm the most happy. Just putting in the extra work. Yeah, when I have those five $8,000 days, I'm happy. But that's not that's not it. Most 90% of it, I spend working and learning how to trade. Only 10% of it is actually the execution part. But 90%, if I'm happy doing the 90% of the hard work, I'm a happy person, regardless exactly. of whether or not I make money or not. And exactly. that, that's, yeah, that's how I want to transition to our next question, which is, what's your favorite childhood memory, Kev? You know, growing up in Canada, what it was like, like Christmas, for example. Because I remember Christmas was one of my favorite holidays, and just waking up and just smelling hot cocoa and just seeing the snow. I used to live up in New York and Long Island. But now I feel that there's no snow here, so I don't even know what 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 season we're in now. But what is it? What was it like growing up? What's your fondest memory as a child? I'd have to say uh, the same thing. I mean, when we were younger, for Christmas, we used to do the same routine. We used to drive uh, from where we lived into the city, about a 30-minute drive, and uh, go to my grandmother's house, and. That's where all my uncles and aunts and all my cousins would gather. And we'd celebrate. There'd be a lot of food and turkey and everybody was drinking, having a good time, eggnog, opening up the presents by the, the, the Christmas tree. And then we'd stay up late just having fun, playing with our toys. And then we'd all have uh, our rooms that we'd go to, fall asleep, wake up the next morning, have breakfast together. And that's all that mattered, you know, to me all that mattered was those moments you could spend with your family yeah man that was that it. Is so important it's so important because when you think that's really the only thing you have sure you can chase the corvette the lambos from trading but at the end of the day when the markets do you dirty when the markets slap you left and right who do you come home to your spouse who rubs your back when you get home who fixes you a nice plate when you get home because that's where your happiness really lies. It's in getting funded by FTMO. Like when I got funded, it was just one of those things. Oh, okay, I, I passed the second stage. Oh, okay, I'm getting my account next week, whatever. And it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. But I understood that from reading and, and studying philosophy, I, I enjoyed the process far more. I remember these nights waking up for London session it's 4 a.m. I'm looking at the trust. I got my notebook and I'm journaling what I'm seeing and listening to music. I was happy. I, 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 I'm happy doing that. And when I got funded, it's like, okay, that's just hard work paying off. So people fall in love with the highlights and the end product, but they forget where true happiness is. And that's why I think family is so important. That's why I want to be a family man and have kids and hopefully pass down some some of the wisdom that I will uh, acquire in the future. And the next question I wanted to ask you, Kev, is what do you value most in life? I know it has to be family or something because I feel like family is one of those things, all the greats. If you really value anything in life, it's always family. And tell me why, though. If family is what you value most in life, tell me why, man. Because I need to know, man. It's, it's one of those those weird feelings. As a young man, I can tell. I, that's my calling, you know, raising a family, providing and enjoying these holidays like, like you did as a kid. 
Because at the end of the day, life is short. And those relationships you have with your sons and daughters, they're the most meaningful. With your wife, they're the most meaningful. So what what do you think about that, Kev? I think um, what I value most in life is, uh, yes, obviously family. But I think what's above family is my relationship with God. Because as I've gotten older in life and as I've had a lot of, you know, experiences and reading philosophy books and analyzing situations and living through experiences and seeing the outcomes of experiences, the one thing I've come to learn is the most important relationship that you have is with God because, you know, you always have to interact with people no matter what. And you're not always going to like you know, the way that people interact back with you. And if you judge your relationships with people solely on, you know, just the merit of you and that person and your relationship with that person, it doesn't take much to turn yourself against somebody. <laughs> somebody does something to you that you don't like. It's very quick to, you know, it's very quick that, you know, you can turn against a person or start thinking in a negative way or start being revengeful or start getting angry or start getting depressed. There's not, it doesn't take much to get to that point. So when you have a good relationship with God, you know that your behavior is something that's being monitored by not just by yourself, but by somebody else, somebody greater, somebody that gave you life. And you owe it to that person to do what they told you you should do, right? Yeah. And so you can have relationships with wives and kids and uncles and aunts and fathers and sons and friends and you name it. And the thing that will keep you grounded is knowing that when somebody doesn't react or treat you in a manner that you feel is, is the manner that you should be treated, you always have to remember that God is watching your behavior. Don't worry about the behavior of others. Always be careful about your behavior because you really can't you can't control how people will react to you or treat you, but you can always control how you will react to that. And I've never come across a situation in life where when you look back, I think to myself, did I did I react appropriately? No. Was the outcome good? No. And then I looked at the situations where I reacted appropriately because God was telling me that's the way I should react, even though my feelings were, you know, to be revengeful, to be upset. I did what God told me. And when I look at the outcome of all those situations, they always manage to be good. And so the one thing I cherish is my relationship with God. And I always keep that at the forefront of everything that I do. And I've found extreme peace and happiness for doing that. Oh, man, that is so powerful, Kev. I remember um, as a young man, one of the first things they were, they were teaching us at the congregation was uh, putting God first before everything we do in our lives. And sure enough, at, at 13, 12 years old, you, you're hearing these things at the congregation week in, week out. You're like, okay. I'm putting God first in all my decisions, whatever. Like, you don't really, I never actually sat down and thought about it. Right. So I think last year, once I actually started putting God, because I kind of needed God, you know, to actually make it in trading, because it was, it, it is hard, man. The psychology aspect and how it can mentally break you down and want to make you give up. If you don't have that relationship with God, man, it's going to be really hard. And once I started, Turning into turning to God and saying, "Hey, man, 
Okay, I'm starting to understand now. Now I do my Bible lectures every day, and I'm just reading the Bible and seeing how much wisdom there is in that book. I, two years ago, I, could, I, I would never imagine I would be able to learn so much. Every day I'm writing a different verse down that I need to remember that I think will be useful for somebody else when they're facing certain challenges. And God is just one of, I don't really know how to explain it, but putting him first before everything I do, sometimes even before driving to the gym, people don't understand nothing is guaranteed, especially down in South Florida. Like we have a lot of crazy drivers and I see accidents every day and just seeing how I can come home at night without, you know, losing a limb without being hospitalized i just have to be grateful and sometimes i mean just becoming profitable in the markets it's like a lot of people are trying to do that and i did that i didn't do it because I, i'm such a great guy and i have a 150 iq i did that because of the help of god and the fact that god led the algorithm to show me your video and michael uh, at inner circle trader and that's why i think you, you're very right for saying god man it's one of those things I only want to strengthen my relationship with him because I feel like in the future, the closer I get to God, the better of a human being I become. And I elevate to different heights the more I start doing what God wants me to do. And that's why I'm like, hey, I just have this feeling. I need to make this podcast and try to get great individuals like yourself on here to teach others what I've learned from you. And that's essentially what I wanted the podcast to be. So thank you, Kev, for everything, man. I appreciate you. And I hope we can definitely do this uh, someday again, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, congratulations on the podcast. It's great when you reached out and said you wanted to interview me. Uh, you know, I love it when anybody thinks that I have something to, to offer that could be of use to anybody. So I'm more than willing to, to be there again if you uh, ever decide to have me back on again. Of course, man. Definitely appreciate you and all the good work you're doing on on YouTube and the school too, you know, so at White Oak University. So I'll put a link down below for you guys to go check Kevin out, man. Just some great stuff and some smart money uh, techniques he's teaching over there. And I love his charting work, very aesthetic and applying sound logic and critical thinking. And one of the things I like about uh, your teaching is the uh, the Sherlock, I can't remember the, the, the second part. Uh, Sherlock analysis process yeah yes it, it's it makes so much sense and the fact that you use sherlock to the it's such a legend i'm like this makes sense it's like you finding these small footsteps that the institutions are leaving behind yeah what they want to do with price and it's like you're, you're looking at it through this microscope just seeing the little details that yeah. retail traders just can't get their hands on right. <laughs> and you're doing that stuff and it's out there. It's on Twitter. You know, just go follow uh, Kevin at White Oak University. And you guys will see what I'm talking about. And it definitely will be worth the while. And I know a lot of guys want to find, you know, holy grail to trading. There's really no such thing. It really comes with experience. But you can definitely help yourself by learning the right way. Because no matter if you can do it for a decade or even longer, if you're learning the wrong stuff, like Kevin said, it really won't work. It's just insanity. So I definitely recommend you guys go check Kevin out. And Kevin, once again, man, I thank you very much for getting on here. And I'll release the podcast. And I, I definitely think uh, some of your students will definitely enjoy this one to actually learn more about you. 
And boom, that was Kevin, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. And most importantly, I hope you guys paid attention to what he was saying. I hope you guys realize what he, what he mentioned about these private schools and what they're teaching these kids. Philosophy. Philosophy. I'll say it again. Philosophy, man. It is so powerful. It's changed my life. I remember last year when I first got into, you know, reading about the Stoics. It gave me so much perspective about this world and how they viewed things contrary to how we see our day-to-day task and how we see we think everything's a chore we think every we don't they just saw everything differently every day to them was an opportunity to get better and do better for themselves and the people around them because one thing you under you need to understand is that you're not only responsible for the things that happen to you but also everything else that happens to the people around you and you might say that's crazy but it's really not, because if you think about it, you get in a car accident, you're not the only one that's affected. Your mom, your dad, girlfriend, boyfriend, friends, not everybody's worried about you. Now your mom gotta take a day off of work. Now who's got who's gotta fill her her shoes at work? Now Mary gotta, you know, pick up your mom's shift and now she can't take her son to baseball practice at, at eight AM on Saturday. And she's at work and her son's mad at he misses his baseball practice and you see how it could it trickles down it's like this domino effect and it could be a lot worse but that's just one small example of how we all need to hold ourselves accountable for our actions and whether or not you want to be profitable in the markets i hope you guys listen to this again and see how kevin talked about critical thinking it's really important because you have to see the markets for what they are i mean they hire algorithmic individuals who learn how to code from Harvard, Stanford. All these guys, they pay them, they pay them millions of dollars to create these algorithms, to create IPTA. And for us to just think we could just come here and make money by trading random strategies that some YouTuber, you don't even know who he is or his, um, his background or how long he's been trading, whether or not he's been profitable. You take some of these individuals at their word. and Sometimes it's a grave mistake and I've made that and I went bankrupt before I've lost all my money, but that's really part of the process. So I hope this episode alleviates some of the pain and give you guys perspective on how a guy like Kevin sees trading. Not only trading, but the world. Because all this stuff it applies to the real world too, you know, logical thinking, logical thinking. You guys need to think about things clearly. 